Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi everyone, John Paul here again and welcome to podcast number two of Leadership Revealed. So the one thing that you need to succeed, what is it? So it is the magic question. No matter what it is, in whatever industry you're in, whatever circle you're in, you could be a sportsman, it could be your family life, it could be social settings, it could be a speaker, um, whatever it is, what is the one thing that you desire or will make you successful? Um, is it money? Is it talent? Is it graft or hard work? What do you think it is? Well, the one thing that I think it is, is focus. The focus is the ability to laser in on whatever it is you're trying to achieve and just give it your very best. Do nothing and nothing else, no distractions, just do it. There was a really good documentary called uh, Becoming Warren Buffett and Warren Buffett was on and, and Bill Gates was on and they met many, many, many years ago and Bill Gates' father asked them both to write the one thing down on a piece of paper that they think makes them successful. And both of them wrote the word focus, which is very, very unusual. But I absolutely agree that having focus does make you successful or whatever year it is. So there's no sort of distractions. There's no going out partying. There's no um, sort of emails pinging or Facebook, whatever it is, taking you away from what it is that you're meant to do. So in a nutshell, focus, doing something, focusing on something, there's another word for it, and that is routine. So if you get into a routine um, and you start to do something on a day-to-day basis or however long it is or whatever the, the parameters are, then you will be successful. You don't necessarily have to be the most talented person at whatever it is you're doing. You don't have to necessarily be um, have the most money or be the most gifted or whatever it is. But one thing you do have to do is you have to be focused and create little routines. Another story is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was fighting, or fighting, when he was training for one of his Mr. Olympias, his father passed away and they asked him to go back to Austria and he said, no, I'm not going to um, because I'm in a routine and I'm focused on winning my Mr. Olympia. Now, I don't for one second think that we should all be that focused, but that's what was important to Arnold and that was something that he decided wasn't as important as what his routine was, to break out his routine. So why do humans crave routines? Well, the first thing is routines give you predictability. So if we know what the likely outcome outcome of a various event is, um, then we, we have some predictability about the world. We know we're not scared about something. We know what we should expect. And when things occur out of our normal control, it can become attuned to responding, um, especially when it, when it involves a fight or flight response. So again, if something happens that's not normal, we fight, flight or freeze. If we know what is happening and we know what the routine is, then we're not going to be worried about that and we can just carry on with our normal day-to-day um, operation. Routines also make us feel very, very safe. The world can be a very uncertain place. So to allow us to feel safe, our mind, our brain knows what to expect or wants to know what to expect. We crave safety. And to be fair, why wouldn't we? When you know what we expect, then we can potentially relax around certain situations. And when we're relaxed, 
99 times out of 100, we do our best work. So if you've been very, very tense and you've had to do something, um, you've fluffed your lines or you've forgotten it or whatever it is. I know when I first started public speaking, um, when I got very tense and nervous about something, I forgot words or I forgot what order I was going to speak in or, you know, I got, I got dry mouth syndrome or I, whatever it was. But when I get into a routine and I get used to something, then I'm not actually not that worried and then I perform um, at my very, very best. It's also said that routine uh, makes us feel comfortable. If we can't predict a person's behaviour um, or we, kn- we don't know that food's going to be on the table or we don't know that, you know, the electricity's paid or we've got a roof over our head, that causes stress. So again, that is no good for anyone. And just like the previous example, we never perform at our best when we are stressed. Now, nervousness and stress are two, two different things. Stressed is when we're putting our body in an, an overexerted condition. Um, nervousness is just where we've got a little bit of butterflies in the stomach. We can still be laser focused. We're still in routine. Um, but it's healthy to have nerves because it, it makes us not too relaxed where we don't care about what we're about to do. It just gives us that little bit of butterflies in our stomachs that we actually um, we perform better. Routine simplifies life as well. So when life is simple, we always achieve more. We can plan out our day, our week, our year. So again, at the beginning of the month in my business, I spend about an hour, on a, normally on a Sunday afternoon, and I plan out the big events that's going to happen in that month. Um, on a week-to-week basis, I do it 15 minutes, 10 minutes, and I plan it out. Now, if something was to occur on a Wednesday when I planned out my day perfectly, then that would throw me out of kilter, throw me out of sync, and it would actually bring a little bit of um, sort of stress to my life. It wouldn't be simple and again, although, you know, hopefully I'd like to think that I can deal with that, um, it's not going to make that week run as smooth as what I anticipated it would um, a couple of days ago. I think routine also allows us to learn new things. When our brain doesn't have to constantly predict how we should behave or always be on the lookout for situations that could potentially cause us harm. And by harm, I don't mean the fact that someone's going to, you know, we're going to fall over or hurt ourselves or anything like that. Um, it could be psychological as well, but it opens up and drops those filters. And when the filters are dropped, then we're more likely to take in new experiences and new information. So again, just think of those filters as a guard. When we're guarded, um, we don't let anybody come in. Again, if you've spoken to anyone who's always on the guard and they're trying to work you out and the, the, the defences are up and they're not letting them down, you can't get to know that person. It's very, very difficult to communicate with people whose guards are up and whose defences are up. And it doesn't make it a very, very nice experience. You can't learn anything. They can't learn anything. And it's not positive for either of you. Creating loop routines allows you to do more. It allows you to be more productive. Um, one way to be more productive is to create schedules of routines. Um, so as I mentioned before, I sit down and I'll do a weekly schedule. I'll do a monthly schedule. And in a previous podcast, I spoke about how my MD and me for all our companies on the on the December we set out targets and goals and forecasts for the entire year because if we know what the smaller goals the smaller tasks are or what we the actions we have to do to achieve those goals then everything seems a little bit more safe and providing we hit those goals and those targets then we've got nothing to worry about the point is a couple of months later if we're not achieving those goals for whatever reason it is we only have to adapt it slightly. We only have to tweak it, test it and tweak it a little bit, hopefully to hit those goals. 
if we don't set the schedules and we don't set the goals and we're just meandering along as a business on a, on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis, then it's not a sustainable way to run a business. We're also going to be very anxious. We're going to be worried. And again, if something happens in three months' time that could have been predicted and could have been prevented, but we haven't predicted it and we haven't prevented it, then by the time that occurs in your business, that could be a major, major event. It could be the difference between you know, succeeding as a business or actually failing as a business and after closing it down. So routines are very, very important in business, very important in life, and it's all about the ability to focus on something. Now, you look at the sporting arena, any sport, you know, Andy Murray in, um, in tennis, Rory McIlroy in golf, um, you know, you look at Bernard Hopkins or, or Mayweather or whoever it is in boxing, the fact is that when they were at their very, very best, they were training well, they were dieting well, they had focus, they were routine, so they were getting up at the six o'clock, doing your morning runs, doing your, your pad work, doing your speed work, eating more pad work, bag work, speed work, resting at night. So Anthony Joshua, who is a, a, a fantastic boxer, again, watch a documentary on him, and the one thing that happens is that when he's in, in, in fight camp, he says by his own admission, he trains and eats and sleeps and lives like a Spartan. Nothing else matters. Nothing else gets in his way. He actually moves out of his house and he lives in a flat on his own. And he literally just lives, breathes and sleeps for eight, nine, ten weeks, however long his fight camp is. Whatever he has to do to be able to beat his next opponent. Now that's focus. That's what a champion and how focused um, they are. So it's the difference between being the best at what you want to be and, and not achieving your goals, and it's got to be the focus. Now, I totally appreciate that it's not as simple as that in life. In business, things happen. Um, people are off sick, people are off ill, people don't work out, and there's all these little issues and things that are going around in your head, and that uh, sort of can knock you off your chosen path and get in your way. Well, the one thing I would say to, to that is try and predict the future. Now, I don't expect for one second that you've got a Mystic Meg crystal ball there, but as a, a business owner or a sports person or whatever, it's not unreasonable to try and think that you can have some semblance of predictability. So if you've got a bit of a bad back or a twinge in your back, if you know that you don't warm up or you know that you don't take it easy or you're working your workout, then by the end of it, your back's going to be worse. If you know that... Um, you know, you're coming up the six week summer holidays and, you know, your chosen market is is parents or school kids or whatever it is, then you know back in the January, February, then July and August is going to be quite a quiet time because of everybody's, the kids are on holiday. Same with Christmas. Christmas happens, believe it or not, guys. Christmas happens around about the same time each and every year. So in our game and in, in the state agency world, it does get quiet the, the, the month of December back in the November. So what do we say to the guys? We don't turn around to the managers and say, it's all right, we know it's, uh, it's going to be quiet time. Take back in the November off, have December off, and we'll see you bright and raring to go in January. What we say is that we know for a fact it's quieter in those months or those weeks. So guess what we're going to do? About September time, we're going to double the amount of prospecting, cold calling, advertising, marketing that we normally do, so by the time it hits us in November and December, we're absolutely getting the same level or slightly less than the same level of inquiries and business on than what we would in the September, October and early November. 
The other bonus of, of that is that because we've done all this real hardcore prospecting in September, October, November, and December, then when we start the prospect, when we come back first week, ready, raring to go in January, we've already spoken to that potential client, that prospect, three, possibly four, might even be five times. So when they are ready to come on the market, guess who they're going to use? They're not going to go to Joe Bloggs, who they haven't spoke to, hasn't phoned them. They get the odd leaflet through about cheap, crappy, rubbish, cheap fees. They're going to go to us because we've got that emotional connection already with them. So it's all about the focus. It's all about the routine. Um, and that will help you be a better businessman. It will help you better if you're a sports person. Whatever your chosen aspect of life industry is, routine and focus will make you better. It's, I'm not, again, I'm not going to turn around and say that it's easy. Focus depends on, on many things. It's, it's how much you want something. So again, if, if, you know, if I'm not really that interested in trying to run a marathon, but somebody says, do you fancy running a marathon? And, you know, I've had a, a glass of wine. I say, yeah, let's do it. I'm not actually that focused. So I've got, I've got to have that common vision, that common goal. If, I've got to be really sort of emotionally connected to it to want to achieve it. So Anthony Joshua, going back to that example, he really, really, really wants to unify the, the heavyweight titles. So he's, he's got um, three of them at the moment. There's, there's two out there. And he is absolutely adamant that he wants to beat um, he wants to beat John T. Wilder, Tyson Fury, and whoever whoever it is. So he's he's absolutely focused on becoming the undisputed, undivided heavyweight champ of the world. He will not let anything else get in his way. Now that's a very very extreme answer. We're not expecting every staff member, every employee that you have, to have that same level of focus. Even you, for that matter, you might not you might not want to be the very very best at what you are. But surely you want to be better than what you currently are. Surely you're not happy with everything that's going on in your business. Surely you just want to improve, even if it's only marginally. You want to get slightly better at whatever it is that's important to you. And you can only do that by having that focus on a goal. You can have that by having um, a vision and having that routine that if you follow that routine, you will become better at whatever you want to be. Um, we have a saying in, in our in our, in our industry, especially in, in when we're prospecting, um, and that is, it's as if this shit works. So the guys in our office are quite surprised that when they do the same stuff over and over and over again, and they're getting the business on and they're breaking the records and they're selling the houses and, and whatnot, and our management meeting once a month, we all get together and we talk about our results, and they say, yeah, yeah, I've sold 15 houses, I've broke this record, I've done this, I've done this, and we just say, it's as if this shit works. Obviously, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek because we know it will work. Whatever you do, whatever is important to you, if you do the actions repeatedly, consistently, over and over and over again to a high standard, you will achieve your goals. Being good at something, believe it or not, is not that difficult. Doing the actions required to make you good at something is difficult. That is the difference between the bad, the good, and the great. The bad don't do it at all. The good will do it sporadically. The great will do it all the time. The little hard yards that make the big difference, they're getting up at six o'clock when it's absolutely snowing, it's freezing, there's frost on the road, and they're doing the road work, where it's getting up at half past five to finish that report off, ready for your boss to come in at nine o'clock. Whether it's putting that um, prospecting procedure together to roll out to the, the sales team 
next week so they can smash the targets in Q1, 2 or 2 or 3. It's those things that the majority of people are not prepared to do, that you are prepared to do, that will be the difference between good to great. So I know there's a lot of estate agency owners and letting agency owners listening to this podcast, real estate if you're, if you're in a state or Australia listening to it. And the one thing I will say to you is this. If you want to be a good estate agent, if you want to be a, a good letting agent, just do the little basic things and do them well. If you want to be a great estate agent or a great letting agent, do the little things well and do them every bloody day. Take no, don't take no for an answer, block out your diary and do the little things every single day, whether it's um, motivating your staff, it's learning about leadership, it's prospecting, it's understanding something that you didn't understand, putting, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, doing the little things on a day-to-day basis will turn you from being a good estate agent, which no doubt the vast majority of you are listening, to a great estate agent. We've achieved a hell of a lot in a short period of time in our industry. Seven branches, over 2,000 houses, 50-odd staff, and we sell about four, 450 properties a year. We've only done that not because we've reinvented the wheel. Sure, I think we've done some pretty cool things. We're very big on training and staff and motivating and inspiring and leading staff. I get that. But everything that we've implemented in our business, there's nothing that I haven't learned of somebody else. There's nothing I haven't read an article, watched a YouTube video, been to a course, been to events, been to a conference, nothing. I haven't all of a sudden woke up in the middle of the night thinking, you know, I've got the answer to all our prayers here. Everything I've done, we've tested it, we've tweaked it, we've improved it, but more importantly, we've, we've implemented it into the business and we've done it often. Again, do it on a day-to-day basis, do it consistently and you will become not just a good estate agent or a good business person or a good sportsman or a good whatever it is, you will become great. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the very next podcast of Leadership Revealed.